Our passage this morning is out of Revelation, chapter 21, beginning of verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne, saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second chapter. This is the word of God for us this morning. Thanks The Bible is filled with lots of wonderful promises. But there's a promise that Paul wrote to the church of Corinth. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It may be the most wonderful of all. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. We can't even wrap our head around what God is doing and has done. We don't know what heaven's going to be like exactly because it's beyond our ability to comprehend. The one thing we can be sure of is that it will fulfill our greatest longings. It's going to be dazzling. It's going to be an amazing place. All the problems that we have here on this planet, on this earth, gone. Gone. It's going to be greater than anything that we can imagine or dream. The, the most amazing thing that you can think of isn't big enough for what heaven's going to be like. Love and joy will reign there, unspoiled. There won't be distractions like we have here. And God is busy preparing that place for us. Got any grandparents in here? Maybe one or two. What happens when your grandkids are coming over? What do you do? Good cookies. You look forward to it. You look forward to it. Get their favorite stuff. You you know what they what, what they want. You know, you get ready, you might pull out the, the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever it is and, and get it ready for them. I, you know, take your games out that you've been playing and put their games in. <laughs> we get ready, we, we want them to have a great time, right? We, we want to be with them, we want them to, you know, them to experience us fully. What do you think God's doing for us? If we do that, as human beings, as people, and we get excited when our kids are coming to visit or when our grandkids are coming to visit, or for some, when our great-grandkids are coming to visit. 
What do you think that's like? For you, right now, he's preparing for you to come. As much as we love our kids and our grandkids and those that are coming, God loves us even bigger. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says, If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? John chapter 14 verses 2 to 3 this is Jesus but I am going there to prepare a place for who? for you I am going there to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am now, some things that happened in our world that related to heaven, there's a lot of falsehoods that make it out there. There's been painted as this place where you know you got the clouds and you got the angels with the harps playing, right? Um, so some people kind of paint it in that fashion. Other folks paint it as a never-ending choir, right? We're going to be singing all the time, it's all we're ever going to do up there. Others have it as a celestial retirement place. You know, I'm going to go up there again. I'm going to be retired for the rest of eternity. All of that can make it seem kind of fake. So it's no wonder that there are skeptics if that's the picture of heaven that they've heard. So this morning I want to talk a little bit about what heaven is. And this is what, what I'm borrowing from from Rodney is that he came up with five R's just to kind of help it help us to remember. The first of the R's is real. Heaven is real. It's not going to be some ethereal existence where we're floating about as spirits without bodies. Why would God take the trouble to create a new earth if there was not going to be anyone living on it? Why would he give us a new body if we weren't going to have a place to be in a tangible world. Adam and Eve and the creation were not put on the cloud, they were put on the earth. And one way to look at this is that heaven is going to be eaten restored. It's going to be God's intention restored for us. It's going to be a tangible place. The new Jerusalem is not floating somewhere in the sky that comes down to earth. Romans 8, 19 through 21 says this about a promise concerning the earth. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay. What that's saying is that creation currently decays. That's all going to be done away with. And creation itself is kind of looking forward to that. And brought us the glorious freedom of the children of God. You know who the children of God are? Yeah, what about Bible? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the children of God are new? Absolutely. Be bold. This is us. You're a child of God. Cornhead. They're hopeless. Live it out. Created. Into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Heaven's a real place. It has real meaningful and rewarding things for us to do. I don't know what they all are going to be. 
You know, John didn't even say that all the stuff he was trying to, trying to put down on his vision. It's going to be a fulfillment, though, of what we say each Sunday in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Heaven is going to be a place where that's absolutely the truth. Be living that out. Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 10 and 13. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with the Lord. The elements will be destroyed by fire and earth and everything in it will be laid bare. So first is the cleansing, you could call it, the laying bare. But in keeping with this promise, we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness, a real place. So the old earth passes away. God's going to create a new earth, which will be the home of righteousness. And think about this. This is something that's mind-boggling. When I sing that song, it's hard for me to get off my grip because I start to see, to the best of my ability, I start to imagine what heaven might be like. And think about, I mean, there are some good things that happen here, right? Some cool things, some wonderful things that happen here during this existence. So how much more is it going to be there? hard to even begin to conceptualize what heaven is going to be like. I can only imagine. It's going to be real. The second truth is that heaven will be right. And by right, it's going to be a place of righteousness, a place of rightness. All the wrongs in the world are going to be made right. It's going to be a place where everything evil is absent. Everything good is present. Everything sad is gone. Only joy will exist. Disappointment disappears. Excitement, everything exciting is what we have. Everything depressing, gone from the picture. Everything hopeful, that's what we're going to be living in. Violence, hateful, gone. Love will prevail in heaven. Every unfaithfulness will be in the past. Loyalty, steadfast loyalty will be the rule of heaven. Everything detestable is gone. Things that are desirable stay with us. No more sickness, complete wholeness. We get rid of the fleshly part of us. Every struggle, frustration, failure. No more. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. He will wipe every tear from your eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things will have passed away. Every wrong done to you in this world will be made right. Every injustice will meet with justice, because God is just. Every sorrow reverse will live a life of joy. Isaiah tells us, in 65, chapter 65, Behold, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. This message from God is not brand new. It's not just a New Testament message. It's been his Old Testament message. This is what God has been about for a long time. He's preparing this place. I will create a new heaven and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered. All the stuff that plagues us. All the stuff that beat on some of us all the time. The mistakes we made. The things we didn't do. The things... The, the things that are just, you know, the enemy takes them and gets them and beats us, or we beat ourselves up, all of that stuff. Gone. Gone. You know, 
a relationship with God is so intimate that it's described as a bride coming to her husband. Bride coming to her husband. And it's relational and heaven's also rewarding. We are saved by grace through faith. But there are rewards. John does the best he can describe in heaven, but he's limited to language and experience. He's never seen anything like this before. If you read through it, he tries to talk about what it's like. He talks about walls made out of translucent gold, built on foundations made with precious jewels, gates made of a single pearl, streets of gold. The richness of heaven is so great that they use gold as paving material. It's the asphalt of heaven. That's kind of cool. And I imagine there's stuff that John was just trying to describe. He didn't know what it was, but it looks like gold. I don't know. Because God, God creates, right? Who knows what all he's making out there right now? The greatest things of value on earth are commonplace. Let's say you work very hard on earth, you've been faithful to God, you've done your best, yet nothing's done right for you. Your health is bad, finances are worse, children make none of the bad choices, and your relationships are unfulfilled. In Psalm 73, the psalmist goes, Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure, in vain have I washed my hands in innocence. Maybe that's how you feel here. They all seems so unfair. Where is the justice? Well, justice is not far away, but it might be that it's just going to happen in another place. Justice doesn't always happen here in this world. You probably have noticed that. This isn't heaven. Nor should we expect it to be, because it's not. The accounts are settled and rewards are given in another place. And another time. It's what heaven's all about. It's delayed gratification, but it's gratification nevertheless. C.S. Lewis wrote, Our Father refreshes us on the journey with some pleasant ends, but will not encourage us to mistake them for home. This is not our home. This is not it. Our home is where we're going to end up. Our home is where Ruth is right now. That, that's our home. Ruth knows. Mm-hmm. You probably look down at me right now going, Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> Home is on its way, but it's not here yet. When it gets here, it's going to make everything new. Jesus said, Behold, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. Every sacrifice you make will be remembered. Every rejection will be overcome by love. Every work rewarded. Instead of seeing all the mistakes like we tend to do here, we're going to see what we've done will be honored. Robert sang about this a couple weeks ago in a song called Thank You for Giving to the Lord. All of the good is rewarded there. It may never be rewarded here. Doesn't mean we don't keep plugging away though. Amen. We keep striving, we keep seeking. To fulfill that which God has called each of us to, to be the body of Christ. And last, heaven will be the residence of God. 
greatest reward of heaven, and it's real, it's right, it's relational, it's rewarding, but the greatest, greatest gift is that it's the residence of God. Nothing we see or experience will be greater than the fact that we are with God and we see Him face to face. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul wrote, Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part that I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. To be in the presence of God, to be perfectly known by Him, but to perfectly know Him. John, Revelation 21, 3, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and He will live with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. We're going to dwell with God Almighty. That's cool. We'll join with Peter. He said, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. the inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for us, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. New earth, restored, redeemed place that we are meant to be. It is our home. Not this place, that place. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Revelation 22:17. The Spirit of the Bride says, Come. Whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. We're going to close with a familiar song, Victory in Jesus. If you've never publicly stepped up and accepted Christ. This is your invitation to do so. Come. Peace out.